Welcome to Do You Remember Sports, presented by Skype, hosted by Marco, Stefano, and Zach. Sports. 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 It's good to be back, boys. Good to be back. You know, intro, intro of the year. I agree. It's going to be better. It's just going to keep getting better. Dynamite. Dynamite, truly, boys. How's everybody been this last week? Bike. We are a bike. A bike. We are good. We are out of the COVID protocol. All is good in the world. Let's go. Big updates. Big updates. I, dude, yeah. I just want to jump into it because I feel like we've we've got something going here, and we've got a lot of predictions that we've been hitting, and we've got a lot of shit that we've been talking, and just kind of flowing into that, I feel like, boom, right off rip, Wentz trade. That asshole, gone. Zach, first off, first off, before Zach speaks, we, we deserve a shit-talking award. Because you know why? No one said shit back to us yet. Back. Actually, 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 we got a DM on Twitter. I forgot to tell y'all. Spice him. Let's go. I was stoned. Give me a name. Shane twenty four and eight. He DM'd me. Kobe Bryant is the goat. BTW. Okay. Shane, I have that's no thanks. No arguments with your um with your choices. However, you're wrong. But Kobe's up there. Yeah, I told him goat combos disgusting the pod. Great listen. He responded, I listen. Kobe's the goat. <laughs> oh, now he's confrontational. Shane. That's that's my burner. That's my burner. I'm sorry. I just had to get some fucking LA shit off right now. But I think we need to get out back on track here. Carson Wentz trade. Man, great great. Take day. it away, Philly. It, it was a great day. I'm, I'm not one of these people like, the the Howie Rosen's so dumb. Like, I mean, Howie is dumb, first of all. Don't get me wrong. But not for this trade. Like, he, fuck Carson Wentz. It's like, literally, fuck him. He's the opposite of Jalen Hurts. You got like, a winner. Yeah, Jalen has the best, that. Is the best thing that's happened in Philly since the Super Bowl? I don't know about the best because, I mean, realistically... You could have kept riding. Losing in the conference semifinals was great for the 76ers. No, I'm talking like how happy is the city? Is this the happiest the city's been? I, people are pissed. People are they're, they're like they hate the return, and like I get it to a point, but like mm-hmm. what realistically are you getting back for the worst quarterback in the league? Like you got a first and a second. Like we'll take that all day. I would have took two seconds. Right. Which, I mean, it could be two seconds if he doesn't hit that play time. But did you get off his salary? So no. not for the yeah that's the thing biggest dead cap hit in NFL history. What is it thirty million? How does that affect? How does affect? How does that affect y'all moving forward? I don't. So it only hits for this year. Then the next year, okay. all the money's on the Colts. So okay. next next off season, bearing whatever they do this off season in free agency, which being so cap struck and under the or way over the cap now, I don't see them making too many moves in free agency. At least like not a big signing. Um, so, in 2022, 
you could potentially have Jalen Hurts if he proves himself this year and sixty million in cap space. That's huge. And say you Jamar draft, Chase. Yeah, you draft Jamar Chase. Um, there's this part of me I think Jamar Chase might get drafted before, but um, even if you grab Jalen Waddle, or I'd even be happy with Kyle Pitts to be honest. But you like, definitely think it's an offensive weapon coming there. It's not going to yeah. be. They're not going to go defense. Um, I mean, I, it's not fair to Jalen. Give him the job. Give him a fucking chance. No, I feel that 100%. I feel that 100%. But also giving him a chance would also be adding to the defense. So it's just like if you have Slay across from Sertain or something like along those lines. I know they can't get anybody this year because their cap is bullshit. But I would love Sertain across from Slay. Then you can move Avanti Maddox in the middle. You can play or in the slot. You can move Craven LeBlanc in the slot. I mean, you have a lot of options there, which I really like. I mean, you can even get a slot corner for the low, like they have the last few years, like LeBlanc and uh, P-Rob. Fucking shouts out P-Rob. This absolutely electric interception against the Vikings in 2017. Um, But regardless, they've gotten some good slot corners for basically nothing. So, I mean, if you get someone across from Slay, that's huge. But I just think you have to learn from your mistakes, like – Realistically, did you get Carson Wentz any help the last few years? No. The fucking offense fucking sucks besides Miles Sanders. So I think that you just kind of learn from your mistake, you get the pieces, and then kind of worry about the quarterback later. Especially, say, Jalen's not your guy right now. You have next offseason where you could draft a quarterback, or you have $60 million in cap space, you can make a big trade for a quarterback. Like, if you look at the quarterback market this year, it's absolutely nuts and say you have Russell right. Wilson or even Aaron Rodgers on the lead next year you have more than enough cap room to get him so I think Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers leaves um Green Bay before he retires in Green Bay right I think so um I feel like depending on what they do this offseason and then if he's not too happy why wouldn't Green Bay just be like okay we'll go Jordan Love like we spent a first rounder on him might as well see what we got that's exactly – I feel like that was the uh, thorn in the side of uh, Aaron all year. That was kind of what was making him stand up, you know, and put on his MVP performance was, did you really just fucking waste a first-rounder on a backup? And then they went around and did a second-rounder on a backup with A.J. Dillon, which, once again, great tools moving forward. But what are you thinking? Um, what are you thinking for the now – Give your guy, especially when he's on his last leg, some chances, and that I think was just more of a business decision. Um, going, but going back to the business decision with the Eagles, I think that that's something that they're making. They're making a business decision by going with Jalen. They just need to put him in a position to succeed. And like you said, they there's clearly was a issue with getting Wentz a supporting cast. Um, just don't l- learn from your mistakes. Were his weapons shit, or did they just underperform? Nah, or like and and the end of like career projections, basically, like they just got him at the tail end of their shit. I think a combination of both, but I also think they like you have Rigor, who you didn't use correctly at all. Like if you watch his tape at TCU, yeah, he's getting those short, quick passes. He's getting those screen passes, and he's taken off. The yeah. Eagles trying to play him like Deshaun Jackson, deep threat, and like it's not his game. It's never right. been his game. Like, give him some screen passes, give him some quick slants, and let him get that yak. But he's not a deep threat like Djax, and I just think he was used wrong. Um, 
Besides that, like, you have Fulgham, who had, like, a nice five-game stretch. Shots out fantasy football stretch there, too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, besides that, who do you, you have really no one. So, I, like, J.J. Arcego-Whiteside, he sucks. I, I'm a big wide receiver stan, and I will always give the benefit of the doubt to, the, to them, but he's just basically Maurice Stovall Redux. We don't need that. Like, keep your hype in college. Yeah, you had a nice catch or two, but it's not translating. Doriel Green Beckham. I was literally about to say that. He's Doriel Green Beckham. That's exactly who he is. That man had hella hype. I think, you know, I think you go out, you draft a receiver. Yeah, I, I just think they go out, draft a receiver. You can run a lot of RPOs and play action with. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. I mean, you can really keep the opposing defense guessing. And uh, I feel like both of those pieces, Hurts and Sanders, is really fit what Sirianni wants to run. I mean, I know he's going to run exactly, but based off what the Colts offense looked like, I mean, you have an idea. Hmm. Honestly, yeah. Think about all the plays that he had to he had to take Phillip Rivers out to put in Jacoby. Now he's got a quarterback that can do both. Get you a man that can do both. So that's going to be awesome. Right, and then you go from Jonathan Taylor to Miles Sanders. So you're like, no disrespect to Jonathan Taylor, but Miles Sanders was the most electric player in the Eagles' offense the last two years by far. I was about to say, man. I like, I don't know if everyone else underrates him, but I feel like he's underrated. Like, that, he's that, not that, all that the dude. Yeah, but if you think about like some of the plays he's made, that catch in the, what was it? Was it was that in the Super Bowl that he did that? Like face first, forward, diving catch where he barely slapped his toe down in the back of the end zone. That was Corey Clement. Oh, uh, it was Corey Sanders is here, too. Yo, they're the same size, though. You know what I'm saying? So pardon my confusion. But still, no, he's shifty as shit. He's, he's basically Brian Westbrook, bro. And, like, that's how they that, thrive, though. Yeah. That's, how the Eagles, that's what the Eagles have done, dude. It's like, I mean, yo, if, it, if it's going to work. And, and like, honestly, that's what I was about to say, dude. Jalen is basically that dude. Like, stocky, absolute pistol of an arm. Like, he just needs a, a T.O. who's non-confrontational. So, I don't let know who me, fucks out there. Not non-confrontational, but at least doesn't hate him. So. Let me give you a quick quote. Oh, Allen Robinson. I'm yes. telling let me give you. A, let me give you a quick quote from Cravon LeBlanc, Eagles cornerback on Jalen Hurts, real quick. He's a professional. He's focused about his craft, about his business. He don't go out of his way to do too much. Thanks. That's what you want from a rookie quarterback learning a system and just make and doing what he can to help the team. Stay humble, stay hungry, don't eat the rat poison. My last thing on Jalen Hurts, too, is he learned the offense over Zoom. He had no OTAs, he had no training camp, and he had no preseason. Now, give him, I assume they're probably going to do OTAs. I, I, don't, I mean, I could see them not doing it, but I feel like they're going to have a preseason, they're going to have a training camp. So, I mean, that's huge in general. Like, he went from learning the offense over calls like this to, yeah. like, like, Carson Wentz literally had five years in the system. Like, I think this, I think the playbook and the uh, Jalen, um, just the Jalen discussion, I think was a perfect just segue just to uh, move, move towards an, uh, another topic, and just something I wanted to touch on, was the uh, Cam Newton I Am Athlete interview, highly recommended, um, where he, he spoke about 
he spoke about how he had to learn an, a new playbook with no offseason. And then after being sidelined with COVID in a Patriot system that has no the next man up mentality, he was already so far behind. So he was telling he was saying how excited he was to even go back to the Patriots and to any team and have an off season and a preseason because he kept saying that's where the preseason like and to hear to hear a former MVP say that's where the preseason that's where we really needed the OTAs that's a veteran you know what I'm saying those guys aren't doing any of the workouts but it's those mental reps and just learning also, the system also he was a vet on a new team though so he needs to like that time to really get that timing with the routes with everybody and everything like that like that's super crucial like yeah I know his stats didn't speak for themselves at all this year and obviously I think he was playing injured but you you gave a guy a, a system that was built around a guy who operates in within a four yard radius and Tom Brady and now you throw a dude who likes to get out of the pocket a little bit and I think the offensive did. line wasn't used to moving like that like that that's like there's there's a couple issues that line up there it's like your offensive line is used to standing still and just punching people in the face now when your quarterback moves a little bit outside they don't know where the hell he is. They lost him. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of his problems had to do with a little bit of injury and a little bit of, uh, you know, mis- misplacement and not, not long enough to learn the system, but it also had to do with the pieces around him. I think he's done. I, I've had that conversation this morning with a friend, and, I, I, yeah, I think I think retirement might be the best option. He does so much off the field anyway, but I, think I don't know, I don't know what he's going to get. The interview is I can't go out like that, which is why I'm rooting for this man. I this this is a sense. consummate professional and dude. And like you said, they 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 didn't have a system. They were trying to make a system for him, but what his right. first game, what? 15 rushes, 75 yards. Yeah, that game against down. Seattle where he threw for 400, ran for 100. Like it's yeah, right, and he literally was a, a slide fumble away from us, us at least going overtime there. Yeah, and then, but then you know, then uh, but then the COVID happened, and uh, the COVID uh, experience happened, and then he was just left in the dust. So I want to see Cam come back. I agree with his mentality. But speaking of comebacks in Cam, I think I think this this uh, <laughs> little segment was about uh was about his confrontation with a uh, with with a a camp attendee. Is that correct? A young buck at a yeah uh, yeah. Camp. What is it like a seven on seven camp? Is it Cam Newton's camp or was it a seven on seven camp that Cam Newton you know was one of the guest speakers? Or I believe. Oh, he Cam was has a, a team there. there. Cam has Not a team right. there. That 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 team in red was the Cam Newton team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was and, gonna say I didn't think he held the event, but I knew he was definitely involved. Okay. Yeah. And so, just a quick quick summary for those who weren't aware. Uh, a young ch- uh, a child uh kept, what, what was he telling Cam? What Cam was at, for, they had two separate they, they had two separate confrontations. At the, earlier in the morning, uh the kid was yelling free agent free agent you broke. And Cam kept yelling he's like I'm rich. Uh I, I'm rich. And which I loved. And then later in the day, Cam was like yo that was you those saying that shit earlier like like what were you what's your point that you're trying to get across like understand that like i've been there before like you're trying to get here yeah buddy was just like oh you you gonna see about me you watch youtube i know you watch youtube and he was just like no but like what what do you do like what have you done 
Yeah. <laughs> like today or any day in your life, like for real. Like, and I think that was the message deeper, like that what Cam was delivering, like, like, what have you done today? And like, what have you done every day leading up to this moment that's making you say this shit? And obviously he felt stupid about it. I wouldn't say bad. He wrote that heartfelt apology, like quote unquote, but it's like, nah, dude, you got bitched publicly twice. And then some kids, some kids said that he had like crocodile, uh, uh, crocs. No, 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 no. Oh. I think he said he said get your he said like get your cro- crocodile lunchroom shoes out of here or some shit like that. <laughs> and, and Cam had to talk his player down off the edge from just continuously roasting him. It was it was a beautiful moment, but I don't know that kid like Cam that that's Cam's never lost it, bro. Cam's always been one to talk shit, and that's why I've always fucked with him. Like except for when he was at Auburn, fuck him. But like once he got to the league, that's the guy, bro. He's a yeah, baller. I, I don't I don't want to fangirl over a uh, another like I said another podcast but and I haven't seen too many of these but just Cam's UF stories on this alone were uh, were priceless and uh, it's crazy he spent you know for the uh, you know the almost two hour interview I don't think he said one thing about Auburn I don't I honestly can't remember maybe he made have might have mentioned thirty seconds on Auburn. And Bro, he got paid about- to go there. He like in the Roll Tide <laughs> War Eagle thirty for thirty. Fucking, they're like, so did Auburn pay you? And he just goes, oh. <laughs> and that's so, it. He didn't even like. He just laughed. So like, the you statue. Knew. So the statue. Uh, so there's basically he's still running. He's still trying to wait for this thing to the heat to fall off him before he starts talking about that. So yeah, he looked at his lawyer first, and he's like. But everybody had a story about how good of a person Aaron Hernandez was. But he was a super nice guy on Sundays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, he's he was he's a total Ted Bundy. Um, Gang member. That boy. Everybody just knew him as Chico. I thought that was the uh, the coolest part. They're like nobody ever called him Aaron. He was just Chico from Connecticut. It's <laughs> about as hip hop as it gets. Yeah, because he's Chico from Connecticut. <laughs> he, he weren't Yo, we we have listeners in Connecticut. I hope so. Sh- so shout out to Connecticut. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out Jeff Pease, even though he doesn't live there. But he he won the game of life for everyone who doesn't know. Like this this whole never, game of life that we live. He, he never won. lost the game of life. <laughs> yeah, he's still winning. Flawless victory. Yeah, shouts out, peace. Listen to the pod. Um, I think next we should get into the NBA. But I think we should do a quick ad read. Um, One of y'all gentlemen want to take us off? The NFL, the last segment was brought to you by Essential Water. You ever find yourself choking up and struggling to make the right call on the field late in the game? While you're, over there reviewing that, while you're over there reviewing that potential fumble that his knee was clearly down, maybe take a sip of essential water before you uh, head back out on the field and make that call to a roar of booze from the crowd. Essential water. Get your shit right. Yeah. I, I, just, just to add to that, I just could never I – I will attribute a majority of blown calls to a lack of uh, alkalinity. In, you know, in the referee system, so get your uh, alkaline uh, water on, referees. Get your alkaline up. 
get your pH up. All right. On to Boom. NBA. I'm here. So, where where do we want to start with the NBA? Um, I, I was thinking to start with the Anthony Davis injury. The AD Anthony out. Davis. We predicted that one. That one, Mar- Marco. Can you uh, give us an update here? Uh. From my understanding, this guy's just got a degenerative knee issue or a is it, it, it's some sort of it's some sort of thing where playing on it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. He needs rest. Um, and it's just a matter of how cautious do the Lakers want to get? Um, how cautious can they afford to get? Um, and it's it's just unfortunate for that. For, uh, that you know LeBron because he's gonna have to step it up, but it's also gonna be great because you have everybody else knowing that they're gonna have to step it up. I think there's rumblings of them bringing in um, Demarcus Cousins, which would be amazing. Uh, they just waived Quinn Cook, so I think that that's what that uh, room they were making anticipation, um, or that was what that was in anticipation of, is they were making room for uh, Boogie. So. Uh, I think that they're going to make the best of it, but I short term sell Anthony Davis. Um, Long term, this is a huge monitor. What do you guys think? I think that that they are one and four without Anthony Davis. I think they just lost to the Wizards this weekend. A shout out! A shout out the Wizards. They give you a game. Free Brad, but um. Yeah, I I just think they just aren't going to do anything without Anthony Davis. Like, I, like LeBron has been going off and like averaging like thirty and ten yeah. since the injury. And ten, but like you're one and four without him so far. You really haven't shown very much. So I I don't know. I like part of me thinks. So I I did hear some rumblings that they're out on. Boogie, but Ooh. they're in on Hassan Whiteside. Oh, Jesus. Very in on, yeah, well, because they can pay him nothing, but I think they're going to try and make a big move. I, I think if AD's not coming back, I think maybe you give it a few more games, at least 10 games without AD, see what your record is. If you're like 2-8, and 3-7, and seven, you kind of have to make a move if you're going to say, all right, we're going to try and go for it here. So, I, I don't know. I could see them trying to get, like, a Bradley Beal. They have the cap space. Maybe try and swing Zach Levine. I don't know what those trades would look like. But um, even just a complimentary piece, though, when Anthony Davis does come back, they're just even more stacked because they still have to beat the Nets, who are looking a lot better lately, I hate to say. But um, are they going to have to beat some teams in the East that are potentially going to get better after the deadline? So... Uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I think they have to make a move. Oh wow! Speaking of moves, I just heard something about uh, Lonzo Ball and the Sixers. Damn, we, we can uh, discuss Lonzo and the Sixers in a little bit. Okay, we have we have a short piece on that. Um, but Ste- Stefano, any any thoughts on the Lakers situation here? 
Um, I'm like, <laughs> I'm honestly just excited to see what the fuck LeBron's gonna do. Yes. While, while the injury's happening. Um, Washing. I mean, like, I don't want to be a dick, but like, I'm high on Anthony Davis's knee injury. Like, I think it's, I think it's not great for the league. Obviously, and it sucks for the guy, but it's like. I think it's going to be fucking fun to watch them even more, and, like, it's going to force them to make a move. And when he does come back, like, I think they should be high on it, too, because if he does come back and he's able to play in the playoffs, if he just, hey, sit out for the next 40 games or whatever the hell it is, even, like, in the late the late stages of the playoffs, he comes back and they trade for another piece at this point during the season, hell yeah, they're even better off than they are now. What they have to move and who they're going to get, I mean, that's nothing I know. Uh, Hassan, I would, I think would be great because I was literally just thinking to myself, um, how is LeBron kicking himself in the ass for letting JaVale just walk? Okay. That is a very, very valid point. Uh, I, I don't think, especially in, in today's NBA, like a big man that can guard at, like athletic people, like guard loosely. Uh, attributed to JaVale McGee. But, you know, a guy who can block shots, guard Point the paint, and then also God. chase, you know. Exactly. Um, but I just I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to address uh, the injury. I kept, I kept calling it a knee. Uh, I thought, so they, they were, they thought it was an Achilles. Yeah, um, that's and the issue. They're calling it a calf. They're calling it a calf strain. Um, so, I just, I you don't just miss, you don't miss two, you don't miss strain. you don't miss two weeks on a calf strain. Four weeks, it's four yeah. weeks. That's what, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I, that's either some shit you're trying to keep under wraps. Like, is his Achilles gone already? I don't know, dude. Look, I, I golfed for an hour KD and a half, shit? and I haven't golfed in two weeks, and my Achilles was killing me today. I don't even like thinking about having a sore Achilles. That's what I'm saying. I was like, yo, uh, Epson saw bath now. <laughs> Just right, Dave, fucking foot. Damn. I, uh, I, I wish Anthony Davis well. I, this sounds like some degenerative shit. Uh, like I was saying, let's, yeah. I mean, if you can get the four seed and the Clippers get the one seed, you got the, you know, boom, you get home, your home court again. Uh, all I'm saying is in my player stock market, Wait like one more week and then buy Anthony Davis stock by the thousand. You know, you buy, buy the dip. Yeah, exactly. You know when he comes back, he's gonna sauce, or at least the hype's gonna sauce his price up. Are we gonna Are we getting a sixty twenty game? When's the last time he did that though? Like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, AD fucking violates people. He's a baller, and like, I mean, when you're six ten and you're built like that, like it's gonna happen. Like, and I understand his value, but, like, is he, is he, because we saw him with somebody almost every time. Like, yeah, he was doing his own shit, but is he, like, he's not a guy who's going to bring the team to the playoffs by himself, right? He did it in New Orleans. He did it or didn't? Did not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. New Orleans was a a situation, but it's like if, if he had, like, not a, another superstar, but one more piece. Do you think, like, if he was the main guy and, like, he had one other guy that's, like, an all-star or, like, a all-star reserve type shit, 
You know, I, I, I don't. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I understand that he sits where he sits in the league, but I don't know. I, I, this top five talk is, is nonsense to me. I I just think you see where the Lakers were last, or the year prior, two years ago, two mm-hmm. seasons back. And then you see them with Anthony Davis, and you're just like, yeah. I mean, like, you, you just, like, the impact he made. He took them from non-playoff to NBA champions. So I, I think that's where his, you can see where his value lies. I mean, like, yeah, I know they, LeBron they, they played had a chunk of ball. injuries, but. Um, they played. They basically t- played two man ball though last year. Like it's like if you're scoring sixty points between the two of you guys, you need forty points, forty five points from the other eleven dudes on your team. And yeah, and now they got Trez and Dennis Schroeder. You know what I'm saying? Kuzma gets to not have to be the third best player. Do you right, know how, that's like, thirty thirty five points off your bench. I saw. I saw somebody today said Kyle Kuzma is the NBA, like the contractor of NBA players. He got a bag, he got paid, and then was like, all right, I'll do the dirty work now. But first, I need to get paid. And uh, that hit home just because I deal with contractors enough to work. But um, but to that point, it's just let it, like the fact that Kyle Kuzma came up, you know, he had flashy, the hair, dating the thing, you know, the star, you know, the starlets. And then. Now we've got this guy crashing boards, like cleaning up, um, you know, just making the next pet, making a good pass. And I think that's awesome to see. Uh, and I think that the more run he's going to get, maybe he can, maybe he can kind of expand his game now that he has all of that. Um, and almost, well, maybe we might get like a young Paul Millsap kind of thing where you have a guy that does everything good or everything well. And then, he also got that little bit of scoring. Um, and with Kyle, he's clearly an after scorer. You saw him do it. So to see, I, I, I think that this, I, I think that, I think that as long as, I hope that Anthony is, is going to be a good long term AD, but, uh, his absence, it may be a rough patch, but I think this is everything a LeBron team needs. Uh, he needs everybody to, you know, pick their game up. And start and realizing that they might have to be a contributor. Mm-hmm. No, I, I 100% agree. Um, I mean, with AD, they're the best team in the NBA by far. And so. I I hate saying that, but yeah, it's it's it they they have every piece around them that they need. Um, and uh, just uh. Yeah, just unfortunate for Anthony, but I think it's going to be long term, long term great for them. Uh, I want to, I want to get kinky right now. With our get, newest segment, can we get kinky? Oh, we can. All right. The new segment, GM for a day. Now, all three of us are going to act as the general manager for an NBA team. And we're going to see uh, what trades we can make coming up to the trade deadline here. So I believe we have Stefano going first with his GM for the day. What set you playing? Stefano, what, what team are you going to be GM of today? I know. I am... Uh, I'm going to be taking over the Celtics for the day. And, look, I know I spoke about them last week and... 
I thought I was at a loss for words, but I think I found them. There's a million fucking things wrong with this team, but the most obvious that we have right now is size in the paint and a lack of consistent shooters. I mean, the bench, it may be the weakest in the NBA in terms of uh, talent and production. But if one of these two, or maybe possibly a three-team trade, like, I mean, actually, it's not even a three-team trade because I didn't fucking send anybody else anywhere. But, so we're going to go. Um, they they said Danny Ainge was already talking about getting rid of Campbell Walker at the beginning of the year or in offseason last year. They just so get him. Huh? Didn't they just get him? Yeah, but I think I think uh, Danny Ainge has a problem with over, not overpaid, but high paid point guards. It just it doesn't work. The last two haven't worked, and I just don't think it's his job. I think I think he needs a, a more of a grit and grind, a more of a grit and grind point guard who's going to give you maybe sixteen points, eight assists, but two three steals. You know, get four or five fouls, but like really, you know, fuck some people up. And uh, so I think in that vein, I would say maybe like a Kemba Walker and Carson Edwards okay. to New like Orleans, that. to New Orleans for uh, Eric Bledsoe and JJ Redick. Now it doesn't solve the size, but it solves the shooting. Eric Bledsoe slides in; he can play the one, and he's a, he's a tough two. When Marcus Smart comes back, that's a sick defensive backcourt to have on the court. I think it helps both sides of the ball. He can shoot a little bit. He plays great defense. He passes the ball willingly, and it's just – I think that would be the best possible thing for them to do to, to solve the the shooting and the Campbell Walker situation, and it opens up about $4 million worth of cash space as well so they come out a little bit richer. What do you guys think about that? So I think that – who okay so who's handling the ball first unit now it's going to be probably Jason Tatum bringing it up okay and then more than likely screen and hand off at some point along the arc to Eric Bledsoe to then either free himself up or free up another shooter but I think a Bledsoe Brown backcourt like if you're just gonna just fucking sell at this point because you're not you have no size and just kind of play a small ball lineup and it's Bledsoe Brown Tatum is your back three and really smart let them be you know what I'm saying and just really let those guys play basketball together I I think you know fuck it why not I think yeah any one of them can any one of them can drop thirty they all could drop thirty dead ass so. You're guarding all the wings. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. And, uh, I think, I think that lineup, I think the way that lineup would be built at that point, if you say, if you say your biggest threats in the East for the next couple years are going to be the Heat, are going to be the Knicks, I agree. Um, but if you're worried about the Sixers, like, what are you gonna do? Nobody that you mentioned in that trade. I mean, and 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 to be and to be fair, you don't. You're not hurting them either, but you're not addressing that. And no, I think no, no, that no. That, there's there's no addressing that this season. There's no addressing yeah, yeah. that this season unless you unless you are willing to maybe throw Kemba and and somebody to 
Cleveland for Drummond and Sexton, Drummond and Garland, and get a point guard and a and a, and a center out of the deal, and then just pray to God that your starting five can produce and you don't have to worry about your bench because the bench is still going to be buns. Embiid has uh, real estate in Andre Drummond's head. He literally averages like 38 against him. So I was gonna say, I, dude, like, I no one's going to beat them. The Sixers, the Sixers, like that, I think is a foregone conclusion. Like the Sixers can make a couple more moves, but I just think it's a foregone conclusion they're going to fucking win the East anyway at this point. They're, they're just, they're. Go ahead, Zach. What, what, what would the Sixers do to get better? To just take that extra step. Ah, uh, Homer edition, the GM for the day. I will be the Philadelphia 76ers. So I have two trades. Nothing too crazy here, but the first one is the Sixers and the Pelicans. You trade Danny Green, <clears throat> Terrence Ferguson, for J.J. Redick and Lonzo Ball, and you use a trade exception. Bring J.J. back? Bring J.J. back. <clears throat> and my thing behind that is him and Embiid's pick-and-roll game is just stupid. Like, J.J. Redick might have had the most chemistry with Embiid out of any player that's ever played with Embiid. And Embiid I, is your path to getting to the finals. I feel like everyone can say that about J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick is like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, J.J. Redick, I was the closest guy with him. Like, that's my guy. I agree. And uh, him and Embiid's pick-and-roll game was stupid. Like, even the pick-and-pop game, like... That that was awesome to see. And now that Embiid's a better shooter, too, and is making shots all over the floor, I mean, mm-hmm. have fun stopping that. Um, just that, Seth that Curry also on the floor. You put, like, oh. Seth on the floor, JJ on the floor, Ben on the floor with Joel and maybe Tobias Harris, and have, have a good time. That's what I'm saying. Like, the only thing that I can really see that, like, matches up with them in the playoffs, like, if you really break down the East, is, like, yeah, obviously the Nets, but... I don't know, like, the Heat have a perfect build of, like, a roster. They have the athletic center, you know, like someone who could maybe not completely stop Embiid, but at least get in front and keep the footwork going and try to force him more so out of the paint and maybe take and take those 18, you know, 12 to 18 footers rather than dominate the paint. And I know Marco was uh, thinking about maybe a couple trade offers there that, that could probably make the Heat a little bit better to, you know, finish off those rough edges that would maybe – Help them take down the Sixers in the playoffs if they do face off against each other. I need to finish my other Sixer trade. Oh, you got two here. Yeah. JJ JJ and Lonzo, because, you know, Lonzo can just run the point on the bench. Digging deep, Um, I like it. And you can let Shake kind of play more off ball and also just let Shake be a bucket. But um, second trade, P.J. Tucker for Mike Scott and Vincent Poirier. Okay. Now, Now you can put... P.J. Tucker in the starting lineup to replace Danny Green. Yeah, he doesn't play at all. We that have him on the bench for like 2.5. That's not even a real player. That's just, <laughs> they signed that I've, guy. I bought, I bought, I Vinny, bought Vinny that, dude, there's a piece of his art hanging up in the red room. Don't, don't nah, I swear to God, I've seen Vinny Poirier pieces in my mom's living room for like my whole life. That's yeah, not yeah. a real guy. Honestly, I don't believe. I don't believe you. Don't believe if you me. saw a picture of him, you'd be like, "Oh, he's probably on the Jersey Shore." <laughs> he's the guy in the club, you know, fucking Celtic. Jersey Turnpike and bumping his fist. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. He was a Celtic for a little bit. Where's he at now? He's uh, he's in Philly, just riding the pine. Jeez, he literally never plays, like ever. Even when Embiid sits out, they don't play him at all. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, family. I'll use EJ Tucker as the uh, get him going as a stretch four. If you want to go small, you can play him at center. Um, yeah, I, I like the move there. I think it's an upgrade from Danny Green for sure and for half the price. Wait, can you do both of your trades? Yeah, they're both accepted by the ESPN trade machine. No, I'm saying, can you, wait, we're both guys in. Sorry, drugs. I forgot if you said the same name twice. Oh, uh, no, no. So I have JJ and Lonzo for Danny, Terrence Ferguson, and trade exception. Mm-hmm. And then I have Mike Scott and Vinny Poirier for PJ Tucker. Speaking of drugs, your shirt looks awesome, Marco. Thank you. Thank you, so Good. the Sixers use Danny Green, Mike Scott, and a bunch of bench players, and they get J.J., Lonzo, and P.J. Tucker. Upgrades. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you made your team better, so I feel like it's my turn. Um, I think, you know what, I don't know what I was doing with this trade, but I just kind of, like, like you were saying, I just want Lonzo. I, I just want Lonzo on my team. I think he's one of those guys who he can play for me any day. I don't think he requires too much. And I think with, especially with the Heat, um, people hate that, the Heat culture. But I'll just say the Heat training staff and the Heat, um, you know, strength and conditioning team. I think Lonzo Ball, uh, with the role he could play there, the ability to distribute a ball, let Tyler Hero play off ball more, um, let Jimmy Butler play off ball more. Um, I think that that, I think that'd be great. So this is, I, I took kinky to heart. I took, maybe I lost the big picture here in getting so kinky because I also had to, I had to extract, I had to get some, uh, revenge with a little bit of things too. And, uh, so here we'll start. We'll start with the Heat. The Heat are going to be giving up Goran Dragic and Mo Harkless. All right. Big game Mo. Big game Mo. I, big game Mo needs to get the fuck off my team. I think watching him, knowing that Jay Crowder should be there, is just it just hurts. It hurts. I I don't. I he's no replacement, and I wish him all the best in New Orleans. He's going to New Orleans. Also, the Heat are going to be getting um this. We're going to be getting Nemanja Bjelica, uh, I believe is how we pronounce that. Um, Jack of all trades, uh, stretch four, can guard, you know, two through four pretty easily, maybe even some smaller fives, you know, give you a little little, uh, defense against a Sabonis uh, in the east. Uh, So I really like that for the Heat. Uh, Hollinger says makes them one, one win better. And like I said, they're just giving up Goron and Harkless for it. So I think that's a fair return. Um, we can throw in some trade exceptions or draft picks if somebody wants, but the Heat don't have anything. Moving forward. The Heat are stipend for, for like seven years. They can't trade any first-round picks. Right, right. So I, I don't know what gets this done, but, you know, I in in Riley we trust. Uh, I also, You know, I have an affinity for the Kings. I don't know if this is a good thing for the Kings, but I uh, – I have them getting, bringing our boy back to California at least. It's it's a start. We're getting Blake Griffin on the Sacramento Kings, Goran Dragic on the Sacramento Kings, and Sekou Demboya. Um, he's just like a long, small forward uh, from the Pistons also. He's going to be coming over to the Kings. Um, 
doesn't look great for the Kings right now. I think, but in opening up a lot of roster space, getting a veteran guard, even though they already have a bunch of guards, just get one more veteran ball handler. I think would do wonders. I really like. I really like their big situation right now. So uh, I didn't want to mess with that too much. You'll you'll see what happens next. And Sekou Dumboya, like I said, I feel like that boy can uh, just play a little bit of defense, help him out, get get some length. Uh, they gave up a bunch of money because Blake Griffin is a bunch of money. But I think that they would do anything to get out from underneath these contracts. They gave up Harrison Barnes and Corey Joseph to the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans, you know you got Harrison Barnes, who plays a little bit of stretch four, small forward. I think he's a good supplement. Uh I think he's a good supplement to Zion. I think he's a lot better of a second unit option than Nicola Melli. Um, Corey Joseph, second unit scorer, veteran, just a little bit more of a presence. Um, pick, or he's just a shooter, you know, he doesn't need the ball as much. I think that one of the big reasons of getting Lonzo out of there was just because that backcourt is just too full of ball handlers. Um, Stefano did a great job of getting Eric Bledsoe out of there. Uh, but like I said, I think Lonzo is the uh, the prize there if we're not going to be able to get uh, Kira Lewis. Um, and then, unfortunately, the the money that had the money that had to make all of this happen, uh, Steve Adams and Marvin Bagley in Detroit, and this really hurt me for Steven because I would never wish. In a million years, even if I was playing like on this little like you know trade machine, it really hurt to put anybody in Detroit, and then especially a guy that's so likable, um, you know, like Stephen Adams. So uh, sorry about that, but you're there, and my boy <laughs> Mark Bagley, uh, not a friend of the pod. His ass is chilling in Detroit. Surprisingly, uh, John, the Hollinger analysis says that Detroit was the big winner of this trade. Um, give, giving up Blake Griffin and Saku Dumboya for Steven Adams and Marvin Bagley, pretty good. I think that you, you, uh, you got, you get out from underneath of Blake's contract and you got Steven Adams who only has one year left, uh, 30 million, but one year. Get a young guy in Marvin Bagley, maybe he can help, uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, or maybe you can just let him rot in the bench in Detroit like you did with Blake Griffin. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, Detroit. Uh, yeah, and the Kings got minus 11 wins. I don't know if I addressed that. That was another thing I felt really bad about. I was like, nobody really won this trade, but the Kings just took a beating. But I think they buy out Blake Griffin, use that roster space in the offseason to get a get a dynamic big. Um, and that team in some drugs. Indeed. Speaking of drugs, that's what I'm high on. I believe this, uh, I believe Other this, things uh, I'm high on. Ben Simmons. Oof. You meant all-star Ben Simmons. The last five games that he's played, I know him as back-to-back. 26 and a half, eight and a half, six and a half. That's just the offensive stats. Defense six and a half highest, highest defensive rating. I mean, dude's, dude's a fucking stud. If he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year this year, then there's something wrong. 
That's all I wanted to say. That's all. It's, it's, but I just wanted to say I'm high on that. I agree. Couldn't awesome. agree more. Speaking of defense, something I'm low on is the Chicago Bulls defense. They're 23rd in defense efficiency. efficiency. They can't win a fucking game to save their lives. And uh, they they are 29th in turnover. Well, 29th being the fact that they're like basically second in turnovers with 17 and a half a game. So, um, oh, what is that? What is that? Stop doing that! It's not good for you. You're never going to fucking win a basketball game. 17 and a half turnover. So maybe <laughs> fix that. Maybe spend a little fucking time in the gym. I thought you guys fired Jim Boylan. It's, 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 it's honestly atrocious. I've never been so offended by a team I don't care about. Sorry. No, so, I, 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 we appreciate your passion. Um, and ain't there anymore, clearly. Defense, uh, ain't, ain't, uh, the emphasis. Seems almost like it's optional there. Um, but that team has just been, speaking of highs, just I'm high on all-star Zach Levine, who's a walking, dripping bucket. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to start the free Zach Levine. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. If oh, we, we started it. We started that two weeks yet. ago. Oh, did we? Okay. I, I, I didn't know. I don't know if he was. I mean, it was mentioned right now. Yeah. I was free. Right now, we're focusing our our, our prayers. You know, if I, if I have to light two candles, it's for my boy Bradley and my boy Blake for now. Um, but yeah, I I think, I think he's going to get dangerously close to there with a couple more 40 burgers. And, uh, I'm telling you, he's, uh, mark this minute down on the pod so we can use this for promo. He's given us 60 this year. Who is this? Zach, Zach Levine, hundred percent. Giving us sixty. I'm high on him. I, I, I I'll take that hundred percent. And on top of it, he's gonna do it on some clay shit. He's gonna do it on like twenty five shots. Not even. Yeah, maybe twenty five shots. That that boy. It, he's an absolute pleasure to watch. I've been a big fan of him. I think that I used to think that his. His not his ceiling, but his natural fit was just going to be something like Lou Williams and just be like a second unit scorer. Maybe he can average eighteen. I think he's giving you twenty, you know, twenty three a night on a good team if he uh, if he finds the right fit. Maybe he needs like a bigger, uh, a bigger guard, you know, a bigger more defensive oriented guard. Even maybe like a Drew Holiday playing next to him, uh, but. I I just I just can't wait to see where we're going with that. I am so high on him. And just a shout out. Speaking of just always being high, uh, I'm always high on Norm Powell. And uh, he as a starter, he averaged 22 game, 50 40, and uh, was it 50 40 90 or almost 50 40 90? But he's just absolute baller. Another guy who's all you can play for me anytime. Um, and then lastly, I just. Like I said, I just like getting high. I'm high on Julius Randle. Shout out Julius Randle, the All Star. Sorry you got to do it in New York, but I'm glad you're doing it in New York. <laughs> so who are you low on? No, Marcus is high tonight. He's black. I'm high as balls. <laughs> I just took a Jeffrey. 
uh, Julius, <laughs> Zach, I'm good. I am good. You're law no one. Bro, it's about positivity. We're just trying to cultivate, we're just trying to cultivate good thoughts. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna get high on Terrence Ross. I think maybe he might have found something finally. Uh, might have found a role. I don't know what's going on with all the shuffling in Orlando, but if Terrence Ross can keep giving 20 points off the bench. He's another one. Um, just has never been higher. I'm high as balls. Uh, so I'll, I'll pass the Dutchie now, Zach. What are you high on? Who am I high on? I am high on the Utah Jazz. In the last 25 games, they're 21-4 and against the spread. They are covering almost every single night. I mean, they're just playing great basketball. Shooters. Jordan Clarkson's having a great season, coming off the bench. And, I mean, they look good. They're first in the West, and uh, they just look really good. And then I'm also high on Matisse Thibel. There's only four players in the NBA with 40 steals and 20 blocks this season. And all of them have played an average of 796 minutes. Matisse has played 461. That's badass. He's, he's, he's another one where, like, you don't, he's definitely off the table. And did the Celtics trade him too? They did. Okay. Thank you, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge, in the last two years, has now traded Thibel and uh, Desmond Bain. I can't talk because the Heat got Bull Bull in the second round when I was hoping they would draft him in the first round and then just immediately traded him to Denver. So I'm not high on that. I'll be, you know what? I'm low on that. You're low on Danny Ainge. There I'm we low go. On Danny Ainge. Yo, I'm yo, way low on Danny Ainge. I just don't know if I can get to, lower. I, I think he killed my eye, actually. <laughs> I listened to an interview with Robert Horry this weekend, and uh, he does not like Danny Ainge. He thinks Danny Ainge is terrible, and I couldn't agree more. I think he's smart in a way, but he's looking pretty bad right now. Too fucking cute. Um. Who am I low on? I am low on the fucking Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Dude, I don't know why. They're just like, they're, they're my team. Like, in college, me and Stefano were always like, yo, Minnesota. They're going to be the squad. Yeah. They just like, never end up being the squad. And that, they're, like, my Atlanta Hawks are now my Timberwolves, or I'm like, yo, squadron. And they just fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Like I and you look at it and you're like, damn! Like they have a nice roster. Like you're literally like, all right, like you have Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, John Collins, Chris Dunn, Gallinari, Rajon Rondo, Herder, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, like Tony Snell. Like, I, I, like why are you so bad? Like I, I just don't get it. I, I hate them. I bet on them early. They've lost me money. They're right now 11th in the East. They're probably not going to make the playoffs again. I mean, man, that just sucks. It must suck to be a shitty basketball team in Atlanta. <laughs> um, Atlanta's, Atlanta's too used to it at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. So I had a uh, 
I had a uh, bet at the beginning of the year with a friend, uh, probably too high at this time, too, on the Atlanta Hawks uh, when I made this bet. And I said that they were going to have more wins than the Golden State Warriors this year. Ooh. And a lot of that was predicated on Trey Young not being a bitch. But, you know, is Trey Young the point guard Andre Drummond? I don't know. But I'm just going to say he can average 30 and 11 for as long as he wants if the Hawks are not even going to be a 500 team. Uh, and in the East, that's a joke. Like you said, there's not a guy on that roster that isn't a contributor on a winning team. So what's the problem? And it comes from the top. And that's, yeah. I'm a Trey Young truther. I don't, I'm not here, I'm not here for the pleasantries. <laughs> um, I think that shooting the ball long and, uh, having nice handles is great, but you're just, you're just not helping your team. Um, and you know, I'm sure people, the, the Trey Young lovers are going to be like, watch a Trey Young game. Look how he helps his team. Look at all the things he does. But I just can't imagine him playing defense. Uh, in fact, when I watch those games, that's why they have Kevin Herter on the floor. Uh, that's why when DeAndre Hunter is healthy, that's why they drafted DeAndre Hunter. They drafted a guy who's defensive oriented, you know, perimeter, you know, a premier perimeter defender. Like, so, so I think you can replace Trey Young's points output with, of, with giving other guys expanded roles. And I think you can get a better team if you have a better glue guy, like a Mar- uh, Marco, like a Ricky Rubio, like my, like my brother. Yo, if I see a guy, if I'm watching an NBA game and I see a guy and I think to myself at any point, I could score a point on that guy. No longer has my respect. It's Trey Young for me. He plays Deion Sanders defense. I have I, I, th- I thousand like, like you take you take three pointers out of it, three pointers and floaters out of it. Like if we just play a back down game up to seven, I think I could beat Trey Young. And I'm not good. I think also is he actually six feet tall? I don't think so. And I don't think he's like I don't think he's two hundred pounds. Oh no, there no, there's no. I I you know I. You know what I'm saying that's why I go. Ah, 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 ah. Is, ah, ah. You know what I'm saying? Hit him with the little is Dennis he Rodman. Ellis with a jumper. No, he's not Monte Ellis. Don't ever disrespect Monte Ellis like that again. You're right. I, agree. I don't want to disrespect Monte Ellis. That's very disrespectful. Trey Trey Young has like the third most turnovers in the fucking league. Get Trey Young out. Get Trey Monte Ellis can get to the rim. I this was a guy. You no, know, but that's what I'm saying. Is Trey kind of has a has, has a Trey can't dunk. Get Trey the fuck out of here. The Monte, fuck out of here. Monte else used to pull up from from half court for no Listen, reason. If I had to come in the room with Trey Young, I would tell him to get the fuck out of here. Get him. You're not impacting. You're not Steph Curry. Steph Curry helps his team win games. You help your team lose games. Steph Curry out the get door. He he wants to be Steph Curry. He's a Steph Curry wannabe. I just watch his games at Oklahoma. Yeah, no, like, I, the, I Trey Young, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I am low on you, and I'm low on the Atlanta Hawks. You guys suck. Figure it out, or just trade all your good players away and start over. Or just trade Trey Young to Detroit. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Oh, my God. Can we get Trey Young and Mark Bagley in Detroit? Fuck out of here. (laughs) Preach, King. Preach. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Um, do we have any awards? Do we have any award, awards this week, or are we? Yeah, I got one. Good on the NBA. Okay. I got one real quick. Just a hey from the fans. The I wish you chose another fucking career outlet award, and that goes to Danny Ainge. You should have fucking chose basketball when they drafted you, or baseball. I apologize when they drafted you in 1981, and you should have never done what you done did because the last ten years on Earth have been fucking worthless for the Boston Celtics. Bye. I was gonna cuss, but I didn't want to. Yeah, that's that was a respectful. That Thanks for titles. Leave. Uh, I'm just gonna give a they prey on your downfall award to Kevin Durant. Uh, what what the fuck's going on with it? They he went from just being like not feeling good, came back from COVID, then they're like, oh, he hurt his leg, and then now it's just like, uh, I think he needs like a couple of uh, or like a month. His hamstring, they're just like no update. Uh, so I don't know. Who has the uh, Kevin Durant voodoo doll? But cut it out. My my team needs it. What, one, it's one of you fucks, and I know it. I know it. That's what I'm saying. It's, I, dude, that's why I need to address it on the pod. So we're anti Nets. <sighs> Look, I'm anti Nets. I'm I'm fucking team Kevin Durant. That's my guy, guy. I just want to know. And I had something, and then I forgot it because I got this headband on because the fucking headphones broken. Dang it. Kevin Durant. Free Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. You, I think you were about to say Kevin Durant is part of the Bohemian Grove, is I think what you were – it looked like that's what you were going to say. But I can't – I can't make any uh, – No. I oh, make... I apologize. This is what I had to say. Um – my my issue doesn't like stems from like like you said you said one month no report this is this this happened now it's like the third time in the Nets organization where something's happening and we're getting no fucking insight so I don't know who's running it I don't know if it's because it's the Russian guy he's no secrets you know like I don't know if it's like some fucking protocol that they have up top to top to bottom like I kill you with you know, secrets this is not we operate here this is no secrets they traded a guy with cancer. We you killed the guy with cancer, too. I'm just saying. Like, that was, like, the, yeah, exactly. They got the best hush-hush over there. But can you just figure out what the fuck's going on with Kevin Durant first? No. Yeah, <laughs> That's what the owner's saying. I'm telling you, bro. They got, that that, that yeah. place is shady. If you, Barclays, Zach's probably been to it before. I've never, but I've seen pictures of it. It looks like an HQ. 100%. Yeah. It is shady some, some there. Some evil shit. Doesn't it look shady? It looks shady as shit, bro. Yeah, because yeah. the lighting there is terrible. It's, like, legitimately shady. Oh, 100%. Hey, you want to talk terrible lighting? The garden. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's miles better than the Barclays. The Barclays is a million dollars. Oh, the Barclays worse. must be pitch black. Dude, if you're sitting in, the, like, the top level, it basically is pitch black. Like, 
I went to a game there to see the Sixers beat the fucking Nets ass. And I literally, like, at halftime, I was looking up and I was like, there's not one fucking light up here. Like, holy shit. Not one. I, was, I looked everywhere. If Brooklyn was the way it used to be, that would just be the, the robbing section. Yeah, but I was just like, yo, like, where's my beer? I can't fucking see in here. I had to turn on my fucking flashlight on my phone and up. There it is. <laughs> the guy next to you, oh, you mean my beer? Uh, I mean, it was a 76er takeover, so it was okay, because, like, the Nets have 20 fans. Um, my award is the Tom Brady, you have one job award. Yeah, I'm cross-referencing sports here. And uh, it goes to the NBA officials. The the officiating has just been piss poor, god awful. Every game I watch, it's so so bad. And you literally have one job. And it's to ref the game. And you are just doing an awful job, NBA officials. NBA officiating is the bad. preconceived notions. Like they always have they have these preconceived notions that people put out because the media exists and it's like with the and sports media is the fucking worst. DeMarcus Cousins is a cool guy. DeMarcus Cousins used to get teed up for no fucking reason. Draymond Green gets teed up for yelling at his teammates. Dude, JJ Reddick got kicked out. He's, he's, That's he's, what I'm saying. He, he takes it easy, past, dude. He bounced past the ball to the ref, and he got ejected. Like, what? Like, what? Like, I, their sensitivity levels are at an all-time high, and it's it's really almost ruining like, the other night I was watching the Celtics game, bro, the last 20 seconds of the game took nearly three and a half minutes before the overtime, and the last two minutes took almost 20. It's so like, just stoppages in play. It's just dude, ruthless, dude. I've been watching the Sixer game tonight, and we've been in the final minute for at least 15 minutes because they had to review a foul and review a foul. And then review a foul. They have to like, do something about that too. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like they show us one camera angle uh, as the viewers on the television, and you're like, oh, it's off that guy, or oh, that's not a foul. And then they're sitting there for 15 fucking minutes reviewing the same play call. Do they not see the same replays we see? I, I don't know. I guess not. I, I'm very confused. Like, do they not have access to like TNT or like fucking League Pass? You know, like, what I had to buy a subscription. Maybe they should. <laughs> when the crowd goes, oh, then you know you probably missed something. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, but they've just been exceptionally bad this year. Um, they clearly need more training. I mean, if you're an <laughs> NBA official, just be better. Just, just think about it and just be like, you know what? I am doing a bad job. I need to be better because you guys are ruining the games. You know, you know why we can read ads because our eyes work unlike referees, and that's why this segment is going to be brought to you by raw cones and raw papers. Blaze that shit! Like I said, I'm always we're always smoking weed. I see you smoking weed. I see you smoking weed, and guess what? You're always smoking weed out of joints. You're smoking a joint right now. I feel like you just put your joint out. And the best part is that, one, raw, you get them unbleached joints. Oh, yeah, the classic joints. Nothing like that. If you get the filters, the ones that come with the little filters and you don't got to use the 
when you don't got to oh yeah 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 when you don't got to use the actual cardboard from the box to use That's the filter the, and raw the, con- the connoisseur pack my brother oh it, exactly so we use the connoisseur pack so you know what i'm not going to pretend i'm the connoisseur i i buy the cones sometimes i like to multitask grind up some weed watch a game do you know how quick you can roll joints if you're you, you buy a pack of those an eighth you're done you're done you got night a few joints watch the game it's just a wonderful experience. So uh, shout out to Raw and uh, keep innovating and blazing forward. Raw. Speaking of innovation and Raw, call me because it should be called the Canosaur Papers, not Connoisseur. You guys missed a huge opportunity there. I, there may be there may be some trademark stuff there, but, but I'm sure they'll look Drugs. into it. Drugs. Drugs. Raw papers. I think it's time to get into sixty seconds. Oh, 60 ticks of sticks. Let's go. Oh, my God. Salad out. We need we need to get the stopwatch. All right. All right. You guys ready? I got my stopwatch. All right. Ready, set. I'm starting. All right. The NHL had their outdoor winter classic this year at Lake Tahoe. There were two games which were both delayed by weather conditions. Um, I understand if you want to have, you know, a nice background NHL, and it was dope. Like, I would pay any amount of money to play there, but, um, yeah, maybe do it in somewhere that's cold. Maybe do it in upstate New York. Maybe do it in Canada. Um, I understand Canada's not really letting you because of the government, but, you know, next time. Uh, good job, good effort, though. Uh, the Bruins kicked the shit out of the Flyers, and the Colorado Avalanche beat the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, both teams looking like contenders. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a good job. And then the NHL is also looking at new platforms to have their Winter Classic at. And uh, one is Lake Placid. And speaking of Lake Placid, we just had the anniversary of the 1980 USA on Ice Miracle Hockey Team. Let's go, USA. That was awesome. Russia mm-hmm. sucks. The end. Wow. 57 seconds. That was great. Uh, I, and I'm going to keep I had a minute down here. I did it in my head, so I was wrong. Um, but you get that you get you get time back for shouting out the uh, miracle on ice because of America. Yeah, you know, it, it just happened. Um, it was just the anniversary yesterday, and that's one of the places they're discussing having the next Winter Classic at. Um, honestly, if you've never been there, it's a really dope town. I'm really? going to have kind of like Lake Placid, New York. It's like upstate in the mountains. Uh, oh, I really would love to go place. there. Yeah, dude. I used to play some hockey tournaments there every year. It was probably my favorite trip every year. And uh, now that I can get intoxicated legally, I bet it'd be fucking awesome. Well, I can imagine any place that implies that it's a lake and it is also, in fact, Placid. There's a place I want to be. It's great. It's honestly a dope little town. Um, and there's Puck happening on some fucking fresh ice. Mountains everywhere. in the back. Shit, I'm there, brother. I'm yeah. there. Big, big fan of Lake Placid. That'd be a great venue. But, um, you know, I really liked the attempt the NHL did. I thought it was really awesome. Um, they just tried to do the game during the day, and the sun was just not letting that happen. I mean, there are people literally out on the lake in, like, shorts and T-shirts. So, um, but, but I like the concept, and I hope they keep going with it. 
I yeah, the backdrop was absolutely gorgeous. I Not I think worthy. I think they should absolutely say fuck the fans and just pick the most the the kinkiest places that you can put an ice rink. You know what I'm saying? Just like oh, we, like northern Canada, bet. Like let's do Yo, it. Lo- um, local Yellow knife, what is it? Yellowknife territory, Zach, you're Canadian. Is it New North New Northwest Territory Yellow? What What are the names of the territories? Nova Scotia. Oh, the names of the territories, the provinces. Uh, all, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the Northwest. You got the North. You got the Saskatchewan. You got Saskatchewan. Nah, Saskatoon. I'm telling Saskatoon. you. Oh, Saskatoon. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, put it out in the put it out where the only fucking people observing it are polar bears. And uh, I think that'd be dope as hell. Thanks. Yo, if they pan the camera and there was, like, a fucking dude ice fishing. That. Had no idea <laughs> there's like, a fucking NHL game happening 200 yards away from him. Just catching some salmon. Oh, don't you know? We're feeding the family. I'm here for it. That's what I want. I want to see it. Um, I think it'd be awesome. But I think with this, we're going to get into our next segment here. Gambling. Gambling. Gambling and gambling trends. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We, as a podcast, are not responsible for the money you spend. If you lose it listening to us, that's your fault. Some may say you deserve it. Yeah. But DM does to go, and I'll give you my Venmo. So, and then you can just send me money, and I'll place your bets, and then I'll send them back to you. But we get ten percent. But I do want to say shit back. Jugington. <laughs> I do want to say if you listened Damn. to me last week, you won some money. How much money did you win? Now, see, as uh, not being confident in my bet at all, I only put down five dollars. I like that. You meant five hundred and five dollars. Yes. $5,755. I put down my life savings. <laughs> and in return, my parlay was plus 1025 You got a nice return. That's the stuff of legends, bro. Next time Leafs you got to... The Sixers I... won, the Pacers won, the Trailblazers won, and the Golden State Warriors won. Let's go. So, with... Uh, I-, I think you were the only successful... Uh, I think you're the only Correct. successful parlay. Correct. So why don't you why don't you kick this kick this off and let us know who's winning this week? That way, uh, we're not responsible again. Absolutely not responsible for any money that you lose. But if you want to gamble, I'd, I'd listen to him. Or if you know any players on any of the teams involved in any of these situations, let me know. Maybe I can send them a message that would encourage them to either play better or worse. That could also sway the scoring of this game. However. We will not speak on that. So, I, 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 edit. Edit, Mark. Edit Mark. <laughs> we get that out. <laughs> now, we're keeping it in. It's saying it. Keeping the part, keeping the part where they, they should message us. Hey, throw in the voice synthesizer for me at that point so no one knows it's me. Just a random dude oh. that hacked us. Hassan, well, okay. was that you? Hassan. Hassan? I know it was him. Nosferatu. I mean, Hassan's already hacked us once, so. 
Never not a, he's not. He's I'm not. I'm just gonna invite him. I'm just gonna invite him next next Skype. With the dancing glizzy. I'll find him. So keep with Parlez. If you're going into your Friday night, you're getting off work. You're getting done doing whatever you're doing. You're like, hey, I want to make some money tonight. Go into the weekend with some beer money. Make some money for weed. And maybe spend a little bit of on rock hose. You're going to do this parlay. We have the Rockets money line. We have the Kings money line against the Pistons. We have the Jazz money line against the Heat. We have the Suns money line against the Bulls. And that's it. That's your parlay. You're going to take all those and you're going to win some money. Do you have do you have odds on that yet? I do not because my sports book does not let me see the future date. Um I can try a different one on my phone and get back to you in the next few moments. But um, No, no, no. No, no hey. I think that that's great. Just listen to your boy. It, it you know what it is? It should be negative 100. So if you're getting better odds than that, you should take it. You know what I'm saying? That should be even money. We're betting on your boy. Take it. Do the damn thing. Um, I'm just going to embrace the, the degenerate, uh, just like the degenerate aspect of this. And, uh, buddies, you know what's happening on Sunday? You know what? No. You've, had a, you've had a long weekend. You might have party too hard. Well, guess what? We got we got spring training baseball. We got preseason oh. baseball. Oh wow! And I'm not here. I'm not gonna call a goddamn hotline. But if they're taking the goddamn bet, I'm gonna make this game that's on at fucking ten o'clock in the morning for me on a Sunday. I'm gonna make this interesting. So I'm just gonna go three. You know, nice, nice, easy three three team parlay right here. Uh, and the best part about it is, you know, the game started, uh, the game started at 10 o'clock for me. So, uh, by, you know, by the end of the game, my day's not ruined. It's, uh, you know, it's one o'clock. I can maybe, you know, salvage my day, go for a hike. So, uh, we're going to go, we're going to go with Boston. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be beating the shit. No, no, actually, now I got to go back because I don't think Boston's going to win. This was a miscalculation. But you know what? Fuck it. Spring training, high stakes, not yet. We're going to go parlay, give me Boston, give me the Miami Marlins, and give me the, I believe it was the St. Louis Cardinals. My internet just crashed. I don't even know if you can hear me now. Oh, yeah, we hear you. Marco, are you there? (laughs) Don't they saw Ricky Rubio? Yeah. (laughs) Everything just closed. Holy shit. I hear you. You're still here. I'm just fucking. We with see you. you. Oh, so no. Okay, so my only my uh. Your screen fucked up. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Damn. Um, I'm gonna take this time to just let you guys know. Luca <laughs> just hit. Mark this. Mark this time. Mark this time and cut me out. What the fuck happened? Luca just hit a buzzer beater to beat the Celtics. His stats are meaningless. I I think we all agree that beating the Celtics means nothing anymore. It makes me happy when he beats them. 
And that's what really matters. <laughs> you know what really matters? Table tennis. No one bets on it enough. So I am. Three-way Whoa. parlay. Whoa! This is this is Three-way parlay. Women's table tennis. Wow. I'm taking money line. Iriana Asiva over over Adam Mikalukala. I'm taking. I think that sounds about right. That sounds right. I'm, ta- I'm taking Maria Vasileva money line. She in plays the second ra- in in the second game of Iriana Asiva's day. She plays here later in the day. I feel she'd be tired. I'm going to take advantage of that. I don't know if playing more table tennis makes you sharper. Uh, and in my last, I'm going to take Anna Mukalika. I get as I play table tennis. I'm going to take Anna Mukalika, who I had losing game one. I feel like she may warm up. And then she's going to take down Maria Vasileva, who I have winning earlier on. But she's going to be tired by that point because it's match four of the day. And that's going to be a plus 893 payout on a $405 bet. You're coming out with $1,400. Women's table tennis, dude. It's the fucking wave of the future. I'm about to make fucking bitty on this shit. But I know. When when are those games? Tomorrow, bro. And I'm about to watch all the highlights. And I'm about to to hit. Zach, I might send you all that bread tomorrow. So to our uh, to our now to our uh, to our listeners, I'm not a financial advisor, but your cash is doing nothing. All right, your cash is doing nothing, just sitting in your bank account. Invest it, make it work for you. Women's table tennis parlays. <laughs> Yo, Don't I'm, be fucking stupid. I'm telling it's either you, that bro. or digital baseball cards. Do you hear it's those your names? Decision. Do you hear those names? One of them has to be beautiful. I don't know. I don't. I have not. The fact that I have not seen a women's table tennis, you know, star pop up, whereas you, you, everybody knows like the long jumper with, with, with the cakes. You know what I'm saying? Is like I don't know. I don't it's know. Has, media coverage, bro. It's no, it, oh, it's a media thing. It, it, it's no, just it's, a big media thing. You're tripping. I see. That's not her. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. We're going Miami over Houston because Houston are fucking cheaters. We're going Boston over Minnesota because Big B's Red Sox. We're going Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Um, oh God. Just, I don't know. I'm just looking at that Oreo, and he looks creepy. And that's going to be the parlay. And Yo. all those games are 10, 10.05 a.m. If you really want to get kinky, throw another P on there and say, fuck Detroit, because Detroit, and we're going to take Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Miami, and Boston. Let's go. Gangster. Off topic of betting your money. Don't, there's don't bet. One, there's, there's only one game left uh, for each of these teams, but just, just cool betting trends that I've noticed and – if I wasn't selfish and ran parlays and and I, and I ran singles, I would probably be a lot more ahead than I am right now. Um, the first betting trend that I noticed is Weber State is five and one with an average win spread of twenty eight points per game, 
on nights that the Trailblazers play it the same night as them. Dame averages 36 points in those same nights. They did have an 80-point win early in the season that skews it. Like, but after that, if you remove that game, it's still a 15-point spread average over the other four wins. And uh, the other trend is uh, Detroit, the Detroit Mercy Titans. I adore this team. I fell in love with them about a month and a half ago. Um, they have Derrick Rose's cousin. They have John Calipari's kid. They have an absolute stud of a hooper, Antoine Davis. Kid is averaging 23-3-5. Um, I'm 10-2, riding them on the spreads in the ML. Like I said, I've been putting fucking them in parlays, but they haven't failed me yet. So, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's been a fun ride for this college basketball season, and those two teams up to this point have made it very, very much enjoyable. Uh, no, I completely agree. And uh, I noticed you're riding Detroit. Yeah, that's my squad. Detroit Mercy and I- I- IUPUI until they fucked me last week. Did IUPUI blow your uh, – did they blow a parlay for you, or was that just a single game action? They blew I remember a parlay for me. Yeah, I remember some hate about that. And I was like, yeah. dude, it's so early. I was like, was why five, are you It was angry? a five for 60, bro. It was a five for 60, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I remember this. I remember getting that text early. Yeah. We were looking at big money that day. And I was like, ooh. And then I was like, no. <laughs> I remember. Because he was push. The half, half a point, bro. Half a fucking point. Kind of bullshit. Because, like, they did lose by Youngstown six and State. Half. Youngstown State, man. Come on. Young. I should have bet, bet for the Penguins. And I hate betting. Me, me and uh, my buddy Josh, we talk about Never betting on back-to-back days, like, with these little COVID, COVID games where they play, like, the same team back-to-back nights because you never know what the fuck's going to happen. And I was like, yo, they they won the night before. Well, yeah, granted, they weren't supposed to, but, like, they won the night before. And I was just like, cool, we nailed that. And then I was just like, put it on them again. They p- cover plus seven for sure. And then it was, like, plus 6.5, and I was like, going to be fucked. And we lost that. I also just wanted to give a shout-out to the University of Miami baseball team for beating the number one-ranked team, the Florida Gators, over the weekend. Word. Love to see it. Love to. Any closing thoughts, my boys? I do uh, have. Oh, Mark, I'll let you go. No, no. I was a guy, I was, my, my closing thoughts was going to be like, I remember speaking with Zach, and I remember he had some really good closing thoughts, so... I do. Preach. My my closing thought. Marijuana in New Jersey. Finally, finally legal. Shouts out. We did it, guys. We did it, boys. Confetti. Confetti emoji. In a insert confetti sounds. Uh, I'm going to insert the heart emoji. It's it's not even letting me click it. Big heart. It doesn't want me to succeed, but we did it. They're preying on your downfall. That they are. Congrats, yo! Congrats, congrats, to New Jersey. Maybe you won't smell like trash now. You'll just smell like that hey, dent. It, it only smells like trash, New Jersey City, or on the end of the Parkway. All right, it's like two small areas. It's just the areas that people drive through to get to the other states. And they're like, oh, it <laughs> smells a good like place. Shit. That's like a, it's like 
fucking at least for us connecticut like i can't remember ever stopping in connecticut other you know besides for like a sandwich but like it's just like (laughs) connecticut is a state that is in between new york and boston um and there's not much very forgettable yeah well, Shouts out New Jersey because uh, we legalize sports gambling, we legalize marijuana, we don't pump our own gas. Uh, I, Yo, the Jersey, Jersey's low key winning though. I was about to say, is this is this segment sponsored by New Jersey State of? Uh, I don't even know if this is tourism. I think it's like come here and live here. Yeah, it's sponsored by New Jersey's legal weed. Hey guys, <laughs> weed's legal. If you're over twenty one. Fucking toke that shit. I don't care where you are, because you won't get arrested anymore. <laughs> no cops can pull you over and be like, hey, it smells in your car anymore. You can basically get pulled over and wave your bag of weed in the cop's face. And just be like, yo, officer, where was I? Oh, I was just buying the dank. I'm going to go home now. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. So, and, uh, <laughs> New Jersey, come do that here. Oh, I come had do play. that here. <laughs> I had a buddy who told me New Jersey, come do that here. I, I, I had I had a, a black friend tell me, he said he's like now cops are just gonna say if they smell the gun in the car. <laughs> they may, but <laughs> so New Jersey, do it here. At I, least we'll be able to get high. Right, I was about to say. I'll put down my bet, I'll slight my joint, and then I'll deal with the repercussions of whatever the terrible police bring. Oh. Which, also speaking on the police, just real quick, I'm not going to try and be, like, police bashing, you know, maybe we have some people who respect the blue, whatever, but, um, hilarious that they cried about not being able to make pretext stops anymore. They literally put out a statement and being like, well, now we can't illegally pull people over and blame weed. Yeah, you do your job. The Tom Brady Do Your Job Award also goes to New Jersey cops. <laughs> All right, now you guys can do your jobs. Do something else besides worrying about who's got the ganj. I got it, but it doesn't matter no more. <laughs> Go out and do something else. Preach, Petty King. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That was actually the that was part of my. Uh, that was just gonna be part of mine. Once again, not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Um, I am a lawyer, but this is not legal advice. I cannot be held liable for this. I was just going to say, shout out Zach, to Zach. Unless, for, uh, hold on, hold on. Unless you donate, as technically a, it could be considered a retainer, but it needs to be higher than $5 value. So then high? you can consider this advice only if you donate. Are you Correct? just going to drop your Venmo again? It's yeah. Uh, it's 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 at uh, at Stefano Pindo. It's the picture of Tom Brady of the draft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's your legal fee. Yeah, that's yeah. no. Yeah, just that's, send that there, and then I'll forward it to my lawyer. Okay. <laughs> just like the uh, just like the gambling money. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just gonna say along those lines, read your contracts. That's gonna be my piece of advice. Read your contracts. Maybe not the Apple contracts because it's like 278. <laughs> Pages of gobbledygook, and uh, you know what? They own your soul anyway, so that's fine. But read your contracts. I think I think that life is a little bit better when you have context, and when you know what you can and can't do, it makes things easier. So uh, read your contracts and uh, make your bed. Brush your teeth. If you no, if you are listening to us and you don't brush your teeth, 
don't listen to us. Look, man, I got one closing thought. Play the Pornhub music. I need Show, but you catching the end MC's up in my cypher Come and show me love Say Mac, look at you Can you really growing up? Before I ever had a video to look at A bunch of weed and mixtapes Filling up my book bag Still the feeling of keeping it real One in a million needed to feel But in the stage Living the ways that can me living a city of steel There's a hundred billion rappers in the world Yeah, I'm one of many Get this money, better understand me No plan B, bitches, no panties Bunch of hoes trying to Facebook fan me Platinum record, I get a Grammy California cushion parties in Miami got the game by the titty, she my nanny. Thumbs up, motherfucker. Aha, aha. I need dollar, 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 that's what I need. Well, I need dollar, 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 that's what I need. Yeah, yeah. Say, I need dollar, 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 that's what I need. And if I share with you my story, would you share your dollar with me?